This episode is sponsored by a conversation I had with a coworker where he was basically like, no, millennials are people who were born after 2000 because it's the new millennia, you know, millennials. And I think I speak for all millennials when I say that that should be how it is. We're not millennials. Those people are millennials. We'll just push it on to them. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Bargain Bin Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Gabe Rodriguez, and I'm doing this episode solo this week. And uh, that <laughs> that intro was kind of beat. We can play Hot Potato with the name Millennial. It's fine. It's fine. We, nobody has to... You, we won't stick you with that name uh, permanently if you were born after 2000. Okay? It'll, it'll be fine. Uh, so this week, we're going to talk about a couple of questions... A couple... Uh, a bunch of questions that people have after watching Endgame. And I'm going to add one to the list, and I'm going to save that for last, probably. So we're going to go through this article by Film School Rejects. I follow them on Twitter. That's why I uh, came across this. I'll, I'll link the the actual article in the show notes, and you can follow them at Film School Rejects. They actually have some cool stuff. Um, I think... I think they're the ones that do the, like, uh, the this is a really cool shot, or maybe that's somebody else. I don't know. But anyway, it's called 12 Questions Left Unanswered by Avengers Endgame, and it's by uh, Rob Hunter. And so he basically says, like, all of these can be chalked up to, here, here comes my AC. All these can be chalked up to, like, it's a comic movie, comic book movie, like, shut up, just watch the movie. But that's no fun so uh we're just gonna we're gonna go through these so the first one is where does loki go with the tesseract and obviously i feel like everybody when we when everybody saw loki disappear with the what we now know is the space stone we figured hey he's going to he's that's going to be the loki that's going to be in the the new disney plus show which i think we've talked about on a previous episode if you didn't know about that loki's getting his own show uh, Loki and then uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier are going to be in their own show. There's going to be a show called WandaVision, which is Scarlet Witch and Vision, apparently. Which I think, I'm pretty sure you can just stick something else in Vision's like head and he would come back to life. Because what they say is the Mind Stone isn't all of Vision. Like That's not his entire soul. Um, he's made up of the Soul Stone and parts of Jarvis and I think parts of Ultron and then, you know, whatever, like, Tony Stark has put into all of that AI. And so they make it seem like they could have taken the Soul Stone. That is a Soul Stone, right? No, it's not. It's the Mind Stone. The Mind Stone out of him, out of his forehead, and he would have still been, like, a functioning, uh, fully, like, conscious being. And, but they, but, <laughs> but Thanos ripped it out of his head, and I think that just messed with too much circuitry, and that's what, like, quote-unquote killed him, but he is still an android, so I feel like he can be, like, rebuilt, re- revived, or whatever. Um, I'm gonna get a little bit closer to the mic so that you, maybe, maybe it'll cover up the, the background whooshing. Um, but yeah, sure, the, I, I think the answer to that is just, he's gonna be in his own show, that's where Loki went, so, Great. All right, here, how flexible is that soul stone rule? Because I feel like, and I should have looked this up, I feel like the Red Skull says, 
you have to give up the thing that you love the most. And actually, I'm going to go ahead and look that up real quick. Okay, I found it. So here's what the Red Skull actually says. In order to take the stone, you must lose that which you love. A soul for a soul. So it doesn't have to be like the only thing that you love or the thing that you love the most, I guess. Because, But it just happens to be that we're assuming that Thanos only loves Gamora. Maybe he loves uh, Nebula, but he also, like, tortures her horribly, so... And Gamora's obviously his favorite, so... I don't know, man. Because I'm pretty sure that's exactly what he says in Endgame. Like, a soul for a soul, it demands a sacrifice, and you have to lose that which you love. Like, for one of you, you're, one of you is going to get the soul stone, and the, for the other one, you must lose the thing that you love. And I can't... Yeah, the wording's a little bit weird, so I guess... so. But it is a soul for a soul, so you can't, like, throw your favorite chair over the... <laughs> somebody somebody joked about that. I think that was uh, how it should have ended. Like, uh, he, Thanos should have thrown his, his throne over... Thrown his throne? Yeah. <laughs> his chair over the side of the mountain so that, like... Yeah, because that was what he loved the most and not uh, his daughter because he's a dick to his daughter. <laughs> um... And also, like, what does, what if you've already lost something that you love before coming there? Because, like, Hawkeye loses uh, Black Widow at the place where the Soul Stone is, but, like, she threw herself off the cliff and killed herself, essentially, because, like, he, he, like, caught her, but then she pushed off, and it was, so it was her agency, which, like, it was her choice to die and not him throwing her off so just like what if you had already lost the thing that you love this is i don't know uh, the the rule seems very vague to me and uh it should have been a little bit more clear i don't know uh did steve rogers spend 60 years in hiding and or pretending he isn't captain america and do you really think you really think he stayed out of saving people for 60 years or whatever the crap I don't think he did, but I, I just feel like it's kind of a sloppy way of retiring him. If your goal is to completely retire the actor, which I feel like Chris Evans is the only one that really is like, hey, I want to be a director. I don't really want to be Captain America anymore. I want to kind of do my own thing. Like, <laughs> the guy's already made bank. What does he need to be Captain America anymore for? Uh, and I'm sure after like 11 years, probably a little bit less than that, he would have gotten bored with having the same job. Like, I feel like actors are the type of people who like change and like doing stuff differently. And that's part of the reason that they're an actor in the first place because they want to go off the beaten path. Like, it's hard to be an actor uh, and to make it. And you have to have, you have to be a certain kind of person. I think that kind of person would be the one to kind of move on. But um, whereas Robert Downey Jr. seems like, He's having a lot of fun with it. I don't know. I've just heard that he uh, he wouldn't mind coming back to the role and uh, would actually enjoy it, um, probably because he's gone off and been a director and it didn't go so well. Uh, the judge, nobody went and saw that. I didn't see it. <laughs> and I watch movies for fun, and I have a podcast. I have so much fun watching movies. So, um, yeah, I, I don't... 
I don't love the the way that they retired Captain America just for the logistics of it. Like, if that was your goal to retire Chris Evans, then because mm. now we're all wondering what he was doing between going back and having his dance with Peggy and uh, coming back to our present time and giving the shield to Falcon, which <sighs> I still think Falcon's not the right choice for that, but whatever. He, he's not a super soldier, but also the Winter Soldier doesn't want to fight anymore. But he's going to have his own show with with uh, with Sam, so I don't understand. I don't know. They'll, they'll figure it out. It'll be fine. It's totally fine. Um, doesn't Steve Rogers' appearance as an old man suggest that time travel into the past can affect the, the present? Okay, so there's two different <laughs> there's two different thoughts on this. The writers think that he lived in the same timeline with Peggy and changed it, um, right? I th- uh, the writers are wrong, <laughs> whatever it is that they say. The, the writers think that it's only a... Uh, taking of a an infinity stone that creates an alternate timeline. And so, there, therefore, the fact that Cap went back in time and lived with Peggy but didn't take a stone from there like he was returning stones, he that means that he did not create an alternate timeline. Therefore, he cannot have you know lived in an alternate timeline that whole time. Can I say time any more times? I can, and I will. Um... But the directors think that, and this is like two separate interviews that they've said this stuff in, that he did create an alternate timeline and lived his whole life with Peggy in an alternate timeline because, uh, and then had to to jump back to the main timeline, which apparently is 616. I didn't see that trailer where uh, apparently they reveal this um, like in a, a Spider-Man trailer, but I didn't see that. Uh, for the new one, um, Far From Home or whatever. but And we'll, we're going to come back to that. I have I have one theory that's like, that no one's talked about, and it, it's, it's really breaking the universe for me right now. Um, but anyway, there's two schools of thought on this. Did he live in an alternate timeline, or did he go back in the same timeline and live, with there, live, live there with Peggy and apparently, like, steal her away from another man because she was married like she had a she had an interview in a previous movie or a one shot or something where she said yeah captain america saved my husband like she said he he saved the guy that i ended up marrying so but we never see his face so i don't know man i think that the writers are wrong and so (laughs) which is weird because they wrote the movie and they they're the ones that came up uh, you know i assume with all of these rules in the first place that say that Hulk says you can't go change the future by changing the past. And that would change the future because you... Well, that would... Ch- no, you can't... I don't know, man. It just doesn't make any sense. Like, he would have had to... It's not linear. Not, nothing else in Endgame suggests that the timeline is linear is a line that is rewritten over and over, which is the only way that they would stay in the same timeline, and then he would change the past, which would change the future, but I guess not that much, because it really only changes, oh, she had a different husband, like, how much does that really change world events? But um, nothing else suggests that it's linear. People kill their past selves or get killed in 
the fu- like Thanos gets snapped out of existence in the future and uh Nebula kills her past self but doesn't disappear and Thanos killing Thanos dying in the future doesn't change the past that our endgame heroes are living in at the, in the third act if that makes any sense like him dying the 2014 version of Thanos dying should have erased everything but it doesn't so come on uh it's not linear and i don't know why the writers think that it's linear so captain america lived in an alternate timeline with peggy carter and had to jump back to the main timeline which apparently is something he can do um i think part of the that time gps thing is the ability to jump from different timelines and like alternate realities because otherwise how can anything work a great example of that would be that uh, something that they bring up in the actual article as a an argument for the opposite, which is weird. But um, so Peggy's grandniece Sharon would have grown up knowing who Cap is and calling him Uncle Steve, which in turns which in turn means she probably wouldn't have made out with him either, and so that means that the present would be changed. So, but they're saying that. They're using that as a uh, an argument for he's in the same timeline, or that the the past can affect the present, like going back in the past and doing stuff. But to me, that means that he cannot have been in the same timeline and changed things because otherwise, the exactly freaking Sharon would not have made out with Uncle Steve, <laughs> who's been frozen for seventy years. Or she would have said something about it. You know? Do you know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. So they'd have to like do this whole th- like all this damage control for it. It'd just be simpler if it's all alternate timelines, and then they don't have to go back and bother Chris Evans uh, about you know doing one shots and crap to explain these things. So alternate timelines, so much cleaner. Why does Thanos seem even stronger without the Infinity Stones than he did with them? Like, so towards the end of the. Inf- Towards the end of Infinity War, this article says, uh, a handful of the Avengers almost took the Infinity Gauntlet away from him, but yet they're all getting knocked on their butts at the end of Endgame, uh, even though he doesn't have the Infinity Gauntlet. So my thing with this is that he, I keep telling people this, he knocked out the Hulk in the beginning of Infinity War without using a single one of the stones. Like... He didn't even use the power stone. It wasn't glowing. I just looked it up and he's not he's not using the power stone. Like it's not glowing the whole time that he's MMA fighting the the Hulk and knocking him out. So, I don't feel like it's that much of a stretch to give him a Darth Maul like double-bladed freaking vibranium or whatever the crap sword that uh <laughs> and for him to take on all the Avengers. It just doesn't seem that far-fetched to me um this guy's like it's it's also probably my own pet peeve with these movies but the fluctuation powers is just ridiculous and frequently lazy these characters are only as strong or as weak as they need to be depending on the scene which it is kind of hard to every time somebody beats somebody else you're like wait but thor took the full brunt of a like a like a star a dying star to the face and now he's getting beaten up by a big purple guy that punches real hard. 
So it's like, look, <laughs> it's hard to keep all of these things straight as the writers. Just point out a, a specific one and somebody will have an answer for it. Like I just had an answer for, for that one. Um, Thor, it, and he gives an example, Mr. Mr. Hunter here from Film School Rejects gives an example. Seeing Captain America lift Thor's hammer is great. He's worthy. But he also knows how to shoot lightning with it. I mean, come on, dude. He 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 took a chance. He reached out with the force and he was let and, and the hammer came to him, okay? And then afterwards he's like, "Let's see if this thing does some lightning." And it did some lightning. So, I mean, Cap is not someone who the the writer and this is not like a a situation where you want somebody going oh let me see if i can do the the lightning with the thing and i hope this works and let's make this a funny spider-man type moment where i go flip flip and nothing happens webs away no that's not it's not that kind of movie all right and it's and this is not that kind of character that's gonna that's gonna do that so i don't know what to tell you man he tried the lightning and it worked and uh but it only worked for a little bit which i feel like is a good um a good middle ground like after after freaking thanos got hit with that lightning he he got back up and he started uh taking some ground back so uh where is gamora i feel like that's what like the third guardians of the galaxy is going to be about the as guardians of the galaxy as thor put it i really i'm really glad that they put that joke in there it's uh Everybody was thinking it, and Thor's just brave enough to say it. So, um, it is kind of annoying that they had to bring Gamora back. Apparently, she was already like <clears throat> contracted to be in Guardians of the Galaxy three or something. Um, this guy makes it sound like uh, the writers had to reconcile her being in Guardians of the Galaxy three, but also having died in Endgame, and they accomplished that by bringing her back through time travel and bringing back a different version of her technically from an alternate timeline or alternate universe whatever you want to call it at this point we don't really know uh but i hope we will know and again we're getting to that um but i she, who cares like she's gonna she's somewhere off in the galaxy and we're gonna find her uh this guy makes it seem like there's only one ship in the galaxy but i'm sure they found somewhere he thinks mr hunter thinks that he that she got snapped in Iron Man's uh, heroic snap that uh, killed him, but um, because he came with she came with Thanos, but I don't know. She, I think I think the whole point of her coming back was that she's back to stay, and now uh, Star Lord has to find her and win her back. Um, and then he brings up this whole: Is Sam really the best fit for Captain America? I already touched on that, but um, look. It's going to be fine. Why is Captain Marvel such a dud? Because freaking Brie Larson sucks. <laughs> if you watch, I'll put, I'll put one of these videos in the show notes, but if you watch her uh, like interact with any of the people who are, who are interviewing her or with any of her castmates, like she, she takes everything so seriously. And the, I think she can be uh, summed up in a meme, <laughs> a little tiny clip from her Google autocomplete interview. And it's just her saying, Is that like a personal attack or something? And I think all they asked her about was like, do you work out? Which is kind of a common question for action stars. So I don't know what she's getting. She, she said to 
uh, Chris Hemsworth when he they were they were like bantering about oh Thor's the strongest, Captain Marvel's the strongest. She's like, no, actually, I'm the strongest, and it's it's just a fact. It's uh, and not like whenever I try to tell someone this, I put more charisma into it than <laughs> than she has, and uh, so like that sounded like. Iron Man, freaking uh, Robert Downey Jr. saying that. Uh, it, it's just a fact. Like I'm, I'm the strongest. But no, she said it like just straight up. And he, uh, Chris Hemsworth is like, well, maybe we should have a fight. And <laughs> she's like, I feel like we've been fighting all day. And you're like, okay, you guys need to, we need to shut the cameras off. You guys need to talk this out real quick because uh, this is this is awkward. So. Uh, yeah, that's why Captain Marvel's a dud. Also, her movie sucked because it gave her no character development. I don't really know who she is or care because she is completely one note. And whenever they they gave her no personality and then bulletproof themselves by putting that guy that's that's like, hey, give us a give us a smile, love, and uh, <laughs> like. And now they get to say, you're that guy if you say that she has no emotion because you just want her to smile because you're sexist and you just think that girls are prettier when they smile, which I don't understand that argument <laughs> because smiles are nice and I don't get it. But anyway, that's why Captain Marvel's a dud because she sucks and her movie sucks and there's no character development. Anyway, um, what? who's that kid at Tony Stark's funeral? If you didn't have this question, I would like to shake your hand. Please... Tweet at me at Gabe in the Box if you didn't have this question in the in the movie and just automatically were like, "Hey, I know exactly who that kid is. That's the kid from Iron Man three, because I had no idea, and everyone who I who I've talked to had no idea who that kid was. Um, so props to you if you knew who that kid was. What's the deal with um, with Americans five years after the snap? Like they didn't go back to baseball. Everything's like falling apart. Like I don't. I kind of get this and I kind of don't. Uh, the baseball thing is kind of like over the top. They would just rebuild. I mean, it would be like um, We Are Marshall or, or something. You know, like they'd rebuild the team. It'd be hard. It would suck. It'd make a really boring movie. But it <laughs> but um, it would happen. And the, the Red Sox or whoever was playing at that freaking stadium, I don't care or watch baseball, um, they would be back there. There would be a team. But whatever it's it, it was a cool shot it's just it's just made for it's just a movie man <laughs> they they chose something to make it seem more dire and to 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 show a passage of time and instead of showing the like pot of whales which is like a positive thing they threw it into a negative light because they needed uh the they needed us to want the second snap the hulk's snap to to happen uh if, they, if everything if everybody saw it through rose-colored glasses like captain america did we wouldn't want the rest of the movie so yes maybe they chose the wrong thing to show us but whatever i'll let it slide we have bigger fish to fry here uh what is that clanging after the end credits nobody knows uh i mean it sounds like it sounds like iron man making his first suit but who knows? And I, w I would like to say that I had that thought before everybody else <laughs> said it, but I didn't get it out soon enough, so I, I can't prove it now. But what? how was this the only way? Now, this is a good question. How was this the only way? 
In fact, is this the last one? Because I might just go into my thing because this leads perfectly into it. Okay, this this is the second page. Yes, okay. So, this how is this the only way? Doctor Strange says this is the only way. And he saw everything that could have happened using the time stone. He saw 14 million and whatever, 65 different iterations of what could happen in Endgame. And... He knew that in the one that they won, in the one scenario where we came out on top, that Thanos would snap away the Infinity Stones, including the only, the only, their best tool against the forces of darkness, according to the Ancient One. That's the Time Stone. And if the Time Stone is gone, she's like, the, we'll have, we'll have nothing. The, the, the forces of darkness from all these other dimensions will, will come in and destroy our dimension or whatever. And, and that's, what, that's what the whole like, um, Doctor Strange movie was about. Like The Time Stone is what we have sworn to. Doctor Strange swore to protect that thing. And he saw, the, he saw Thanos snap it out of existence along with all the other Infinity Stones, which again, the, with... <laughs> the ancient one says, "Hey, you know the 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 flow of time that's caused by the infinity stones and the infinity stones existing in this universe. And if you take one of those out, it's going to bad things are going to happen." So, he gave up the stone, not just he was like kind of in charge of it or something. He was sworn to protect it. That's the only weapon against the forces of darkness. And he didn't just give it up like he bar- he let some dudes borrow it that have saved the world before, you know? Thanos snapped it out of existence. So, that is ridiculous. <laughs> that should not have happened. Thanos, kn- Thanos should know that that is, that is paramount to the survival of the universe. He says, this, the, after I put the, you know, tip the scales toward balance... The Infinity Gauntlet and Infinity Stones, only their only purpose was temptation. Really, Thanos? That's their only. That's their only use. What? What if? How did you find all of the stones and not read anything about? Hey, these things are important. Like the the universe depends on these stones existing in our timeline, in our universe, and if they're gone. So are we. But no, he's like, the, the, it's just temptation. I'm going to snap him out of existence. So in the Far From Home trailer, Spider-Man Far From Home, he, uh, Glenn Beck or whatever the crap that guy's name is, and uh, Mysterio, and um, apparently he's told Nick Fury that he's from an alternate dimension, and, and Nick Fury's like, he, the, the snap, like, f- uh, tore a hole through the multiverse or whatever like and he's from an alternate dimension he came through one of those holes or that rip in in uh <laughs> the space space time continuum or whatever but the important part is he said the snap there have been four snaps now the the original the decimation i don't know who named it that but apparently people are like the writers or somebody is calling it the decimation when everyone turned to dust uh, originally the the original snap there's that one. <laughs> and then there's Hulk snapping everyone back into existence. And before that, actually, there was uh, Thanos snapping the stones out of existence. 
And then there's Iron Man's snap to destroy Thanos and, and his army uh, from 2014. So which snap was it, Fury, that tore a hole in the universe or whatever? Because there have been four. Does that mean there's four rips in the universe? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I really think that it should have been, or it should be, maybe it will maybe it will turn out to be, caused by the Infinity Stones being snapped out of existence. If they're so important to the universe existence, then them being gone should matter going forward in the MCU. And if Sony screws this up, <laughs> I'm going to be mad because they can't seem to do any freaking thing right. Um, that's all. That's about all I have to say about the questions left by Infinity War. If you have any other questions, uh, af- Infinity War after Endgame, hey, somebody help me. <laughs> I can't do. I can't say Endgame when I mean inf- Infinity War and vice versa. I get it mixed up. And I don't understand why. Um, please help. Send help, and also send questions if you have any more after Endgame. Uh. And you can follow me at Game of the Box. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I'm still planning to do uh, a One Marvelous Scene, or maybe I'll make some of this into a video. I don't know. There's also another thing that I had. Oh, yeah, no, it was this. <laughs> Nobody's talking about the fact that they snapped the stones out of existence and it should tear the universe apart, and no one's talking about it. So maybe I'll make a video on that. Who knows? Um, yeah. Uh, thank you to Troy for being uh, a patron at uh, $10 a month. Thank you to Blaine for being a patron at $1 a month. Uh, it, it all helps. I'm telling you, it's great. Uh, I just I just made it so that I'm actually making money <laughs> instead of just funneling it into another uh, Patreon account. It's somebody else. Like, I'm a patron of other people, so I just lowered my account. Anyway, uh, we might actually, I might actually have some money for some better gear one of these days. So that's exciting. Um, yeah, next week uh, we're not doing Detective Pikachu. I just, I'm, I'm not gonna go see that movie. I am gonna go see John Wick three, and also Susan and I watched this movie called The uh, Magic of Ordinary, Ordinary Days with uh, Scoot McNeary, who I've only seen in Man of Steel, and also. Uh, Carrie Russell. I don't know if we'll be able to like muster up enough thoughts for like a whole podcast on that, but it was really good. You should check it out. Uh, it's like a it's it's a Hallmark movie, but it's a Hallmark like uh, gold standard, whatever. I can't remember what it's called, <laughs> classic or something. But it's not like a standard Hallmark movie. It's like an actual movie that I think Hallmark bought and then put on their channel. So, anyway, thanks for listening. Really appreciate it. I will talk to you next week. Goodbye.